Hello and welcome to What Moves Us, the podcast where we ask what moves us or more accurately what's going to move us in future. With the Rail Innovation Group's Johanna Randall and Liam Henderson we look at debates, themes and decisions of the minutes that will impact on the way we get about in the future. Hello and welcome to What Moves Us, I'm Liam Henderson. Now have you ever been on a train looking out the window and wondered what on earth are those things I'm looking at? Well there's an app for that Called Window Seater. So I recently sat down with the MD of the company, Marcus Allender, to find out more. I began by asking him to give us a quick introduction. I am Marcus Allender. I am the managing director of Window Seater. Um, we tell you the story outside of your train window. Uh, we believe we're, we're we're unique in the market, and uh, we. Uh, we're here to uh, improve customer experience, uh, create new partnership marketing opportunities and provide another reason to get people back on trains. Great. So for people who aren't familiar with Window Seater, you mentioned that you tell a story out the window. What? Tell us more about that. So there's a variety of different ways we're doing it now, or at least two, rather. Um, we it, It's general interest stories for kind of young adults and upwards. So it could be history, geography, culture, all sorts of different stories, community stories along the way. Uh, and as of the last month, we have a guide for young children. Uh, so four to eight-year-old children uh, for LNER up the uh, Kings Cross to Edinburgh route. Uh, and that's a bit different because we've got a whole host of new features for young children. Uh, so yeah, those guides, they're all contained within the Window Seater app. Uh, so you download it for free on, on Android or iPhone. Uh, you select your route and you press play. It's it's really as, as simple as that. Your phone, you know, like you allow all the permissions. Your phone knows where you are. Uh, and we tell you the stories along the way. With, with the adults guide, um, we very much draw on local voices. Uh, we have an overarching narrator of our own, so we, we curate and create our, our own content, but we interview local experts who could be anyone. It could be uh, a cycling enthusiast, it could be someone who runs a local museum, uh, anything like that. We're keen to talk to people who really know uh, the localities. And so we have our own overarching narrator, and then in each of our stories, which tend to be two to four minutes long, uh, we talk to a local person who really brings that place to life. So that's the way the adult guide works. And then the children's guide, like I said, is a little bit different. Bringing in different voices for every stop for a four-year-old would be probably overcomplicating things a bit for them. Uh, so we keep the stories simpler. Uh, and we have a, a lovely map, especially for young children. We have... Uh, uh, talking goose, Gail the goose, who takes you through the story, and she's lost her she's lost her hat. So in the gamification element, you have to uh, play quizzes to to get her hats back. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it's a different thing, but all contained within the app. Having mentioned the app several times, you know we're we're platform agnostic. Um, we've uh, we're working on uh, on a new version that will be delivered through. Uh, inboard entertainment dashboard. So, you know, we, we're, we're keen to work on whatever way works with the clients uh, and work simplest for the end user. But but for the moment, it's all contained within the Windows Seater app. Right. It sounds a bit left field, considering uh, compared to most of the people that we end up speaking with, is how how did this come about? Uh, well, we, we have our lovely origin story, uh, which is which is Pete uh, Sylvester, our original founder, taking a, a train in France and sitting back, sitting next to a, a lovely, friendly old man for an hour and a half and him telling him all the stories along the way. 
and thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could create a product that provides this for, for everyone, whichever train they're on, anywhere. And that was the starting point. Uh, Pete then, uh, Pete's an Australian uh, uh, who's been based in Bangkok on and off. And we did a bit of, he rather, uh, did a bit of kind of guerrilla marketing, just testing the product, uh, building the initial kind of beta version. And that went down well, but it was really when we got on the Transport for Wales Accelerator program that we started. Uh, so that was back in 2020, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, started working with Tox in the UK and kind of pivoted from trying to get to, uh, uh, you know, individual customers where the cost of acquisition is very high to to working with Tox and seeing how we can help improve customer experience and actually provide a very cost-effective way of improving customer experience for them. So that's the, yeah, that's the short version of our story. So our first guide in the UK was on the Cardiff to Merthyr line, which is which is still there, but we've learned a lot since then. Right. More stories in Wales or the East Coast? So we have, we have um, three clients as things stand. So we, we have... Uh, the uh, London to Southampton line with Southwestern Railway. We have, as mentioned, LNER London to Edinburgh, uh, and we have the Cambrian line in Wales. Uh, so Cambrian line was a bit different. So usually we're talking to TOX, train operating companies, uh, for, for kind of the, the benefits that I mentioned already. But in this case, uh, the opportunity came up for funding through the Community Rail Development Fund. So that was funded through that and through the local county council, Keradigion, and with some funding from Transport for Wales as well. So very, we're very keen to do more guides in in, in Wales, um, but as things stand, it's that initial Cardiff to Merthyr and now the Cambrian line as well, uh, which we're very proud of because, well, firstly, it's an incredible line with incredible stories with high leisure rail uh, ridership, which is which is our most obvious target. Uh, you know, we don't want to limit ourselves to that, but frankly, that's, that's the biggest captive audience for our product, leisure travel. Um, but also because it's our first dual language guide, uh, and you know we're we're talking to uh, customers not just in the UK but 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 abroad as well. You know we're going to World Passenger Festival in Vienna next month, uh, so you know multi language functionality is important to us both in the UK and and beyond. So putting you on the spot, what's Gale the Goose in Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to tell you that <laughs> the translation for the Welsh line, let alone. <laughs> Let alone the English line. Gail is not in Welsh yet. <laughs> How many hats can she lose around the country? <laughs> well, she can lose 12 hats uh, between London and Edinburgh. <laughs> she has lost 12 hats between London and Edinburgh. It's up to the children to find them. <laughs> so we normally ask, like, how are you responding to the challenges of rail? Obviously, you've mentioned about customer experience. Um, was it that operators have a particular sort of, I don't know, occupying their passengers along the journey is like what what challenge is it meeting for the industry so you know i mean to be honest we we started off completely independently with this idea uh and then kind of finding a way to use it that was our kind of initial journey just just seeing the way we believed that this could add a huge amount to 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 rail experience we believed um and that there was no one else doing it out there uh, then, as I said, we started working with uh, with the rail industry with Transport for Wales, and then our ne next big bit of news was that we were a winner of the first of the kind first of a kind competition through Innovate UK and Department for Transport, which was really the time we first got kind of proper uh, funding, uh, which was really exciting for us. And so we've learned a huge amount along the way, but but principally, as I have mentioned, customer experience already, and and we have uh, you know we have data to prove that we can 
we, you know, we can improve customer experience significantly. People prefer taking a train with window seater than, than, than without. Um, so that that's the principal thing. You know, we, we believe that as a way to improve customer experience, we're, we're a really cost-effective way of doing that, you know, uh, versus building a whole new train, for example, you know. Uh, but, but also uh, partnership marketing opportunities, particularly with communities. You know, community rail is, is important to lots of, train operating companies and and whether it's directly through community rail and community rail network and all the community rail partnerships or whether it's independent of that and it's it's with uh, commercial partners the rail organizations already have in terms of you know activities along the way uh you know you know hiking museums all this kind of thing that that they're already working with and they're striving to work with more we're a way that can really directly directly bring the rail passenger into contact with those in in a in a way that it's it's they can't do otherwise right okay so have you have you found it a seamless experience to build the product and engage with the rail industry not at all <laughs> that uh, might be an opposed question but <laughs> uh, no no i mean it's it's i mean what i'd say is it's it's you know we're we're all relatively new to the uh, the rail industry at window seat we certainly were, were completely new to it before we started um, uh, started working on this. Uh, you know, I'm definitely window seaters, resident rail nerd. So, uh, so I'm I'm the right person to be on this podcast from the team. But um, but no, I, it, it, I, on on one hand, you know, we've found it a a, a receptive industry. Uh, you know, to to new ideas. Uh, and and uh, and and that's been fantastic. You know, honestly, when I started reaching out to people about it uh, in the first place, you know, two two three years ago, I guess two two years ago, it 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 was extraordinary the response. Um, people were really, you know, I think seventy eighty percent of the people I reached out to in the UK from a cold email got back to me, which is which is amazing. So that shows that there's receptiveness to it, but um, but it's a slow moving industry. Uh, so, so you know, we we you know, everybody always wants to move faster. We remain a, a, a you know relatively early stage and, and small startup. Uh, so, so the fact that these conversations take you know you're hoping it'll take a, a month or two, and it takes it takes a year or two is um, is is something that we've 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 just had to deal with. Um, and and also the, the fact that train operating companies work very differently to each other. There, there, there are different ownership structures, there are different levels of management, there are different sizes. And sometimes we're talking to innovation teams, sometimes we're talking to marketing teams, sometimes we're talking to CX teams. So that means that that what's expected of us and what um and the way the conversations work is is varies a lot. Right. That uh you've obviously progressed through so Good yes yeah, yeah no no it's, it's good uh you, you always want more and uh, you know we're largely in a position where we're doing paid proof of concepts uh and and we're excited to be doing lots of those we've got to mention the clients we have already uh you know we're in conversations with many people we are launching a guide with uh with grand central in december so you know that's going ahead that's our first kind of full network which we're excited about um and yeah more in the pipeline hopefully more to confirm soon but these these are kind of the first step and we're you know we we're in a position where you know we want to be taking the second and third steps um but no we're in a very exciting place at the moment Great. and just generally 
I mean, I guess this is more for you to say than for me to say, but I feel like there's a bit of a buzz growing about Windows CETA. And the more people I talk to, the more people have already heard of Windows CETA, which uh, which is both a nice compliment and quite helpful in terms of starting conversations. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, what's It's more the fact that you also, you also want to go out to somebody's board on the train, but you should try this app. <laughs> Just look out the window, listen to the stories. Uh, depending where. Well, you're it's, it's 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 interesting because um, you know we've 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 got all these early stage projects on the go, but the 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 proposition, you know, our fundamental product, the underlying product of getting people looking outside of the train window and engaging with the environment and therefore having a better experience on the train doesn't change. But but you know we started with this grown ups guide, for want of a better phrase, and and with the children's guide, the need is very different. You know, we've always kind of been we've, we're still in the process of kind of cracking the nut of, of how you get people to download and use the guide. It's one thing having lots of interest, but we want, you know, hundreds of thousands rather than thousands of, of, of users or millions even. Uh, and uh, we believe the market's for it's out there. But but with adults, it's very much a question of, of adding value, you know, uh, and, and how much value you can add. Whereas uh, whereas with the children's guide. It, it can save you from going mad. It can save an adult from going mad. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so the need is, is arguably more critical. As long as the kids have got headphones in and don't play the. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, but that's up to <laughs> that's up to the user to to sort out. <laughs> do you put any? Do you have to put any different thought into whether it's like a? I'm guessing East Coast people are on the train for at least an hour or two, whereas probably London Southampton it's a shorter journey. Do you have to curate different types of stories or different lengths of? stories um the, the the straightforward answer is yes uh you know and we we did a kind of pilot uh, study when we we're talking to southwestern railway about the island line which of course is very much leisure and has lots of fun stories along the way and it's compacted we did the seven beach line uh when we we're working on the uh, on the first of a kind project in in the kind of gwr region uh and there's so much to pack in there in a short space of time that that it's 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 a different challenge to to yeah the cambrian line or the london to edinburgh line where you've got a lot more breathing space but what doesn't tend to change is is the length of the story where we we you know we're very much looking at uh kind of you have bite-sized chunks uh we're, we're not you know uh, a a long podcast you know uh you know some podcasts go an hour and a half two hours which is which is fine and i listen to them myself but that's not what we're doing we're very much geolocated here's Here's your short story succinctly, uh, and then if you're interested in it, then you know there are lots of things you can do. You, you could talk to your friends if you're traveling with friends, or you could you, we you, we have what we call experiences. Again, this is in the adult guide where we've got onward reading related to the stories. So that's the fundamental structure doesn't change, but but our challenge of creating the content and the the way we pack it in, yeah, that that changes a lot. But but the user experience. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't change too much depending on the line. And do you need to have signal at the point where you're geolocated to that story, or do they sort of download in advance? So when you select your guide, individual guide, it automatically downloads. Obviously, you have to allow all the permissions. It tells you you're doing so, uh, and then so because if with with the we have to have the app, the content downloadable. Otherwise, obviously, with patchy. Uh, uh, mobile internet and patchy onboard Wi-Fi that it, it, it has to be on your phone um but but yeah you select your route uh, and then it downloads the content for for that route um just if you're in a remote village in Wales with a tiny 
platform that's you know one carriage long you <laughs> you might have to wait till the next stop to download it if you hadn't heard about it before so in an ideal uh, windows to user experience you, you download it before you started your train journey and is there any way you'd really like to do a windows seater but for um well uh we're the thing is it's 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 a tricky one because you know the cambrian line is is absolutely stunning it really really i'm not just saying this because we're working with them it like end, start to end it is absolutely beautiful but i always kind of have the uh kind of story of, of derby in my head and and with uh with without meaning to you know uh be too mean about the place when you when you take the train into it it doesn't it doesn't seem all that but but the amount of stories that you have in in that concentrated area with the history of the railways with the the history of the you know the one of the founding clubs of the football league you know pride park or oh, there's there's just so much to talk about in an area so so we're always keen to uncover uh the stories that that aren't obvious and you know if there's a castle there and there are lots of castles there on the cambrian line of course we'll talk about them um because it's interesting but but it's arguably even more exciting to surprise people with a story that they didn't know was there uh, and the reason i mentioned that is you know we're keen to find the stories of all the lines uh although i will admit that you know there are lots of areas we're looking at and uh and luxury travel is is one of them, and that's a very different thing again. And and if if we were able to get a you know a free twenty thousand pound ticket on the Orient Express to research that line, that I wouldn't mind that too much. Wouldn't mind it. That's true. Is there anything that has surprised you on this journey? Excuse the pun on this journey uh, of product in rail. Um, you know, I'd, I'd I'd been thinking about that, and and it's 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 difficult to say i i think i mentioned already how differently different train operating companies work uh and and uh and i can only yeah i can only really repeat for myself from what i said before which is kind of the answer to the question you use there is is that is that big kind of it's not tension but but the the the, the divergence between the the embracing of innovation and there there being pretty much at every talk I've spoken to someone whose job it is to to lead innovation and push things forward which is which is fantastic it's it's great that that's across the industry but the way that falls against the the slow moving nature of the industry is is, is something I don't know if surprise is quite the right word but it's it's certainly one thing that that I had no idea about before and that, that those those two things would be happening uh, alongside each other and kind of learning how to deal with that still very much learning how to deal with that but, but the, the, that's that's a that's a kind of like i'd say a, a, a big learning that i've had over the last year or two right okay learning exercise <laughs> um what would you ask well i guess i don't know if you had an ask of industry what would that be other than to solve that problem <laughs> um so again, because because of the our conversations have been so different with different uh, potential clients and train operating companies and other rail organisations, it's difficult to kind of sum this up in one. So I think I'd, I'd just make it kind of industry wise and kind of push it a bit more to to government, uh, and and that would just be strategic clarity on the way the railways in the UK are are heading, uh, and and I. I don't, I don't see that. Uh, I'm not as close to it as some people are, and some people who know much industry much better. You know, 
Uh, we're members of Rail Innovation Group. We're members of RIA. I try, I try and keep my ear to the ground as much as I can, uh, but I don't really understand whether the Conservatives or Labour really know where uh, the industry's heading more broadly. And uh, and uh, I think um, that's the one very big ask <laughs> I, I would have. Uh, and then apart from that, it's something is is actually nothing to do with the window seated directly although you know we do very much talk about the environment and we talk about renewables in in our children's guide because there are so many power stations and solar and and, and wind farms along the way is 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 a and maybe it's an obvious one but is 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 a, a, a maybe it's also connected to my first point in a way but a a, a, a clear clearer roadmap to uh, to zero emissions or, or low emissions, because, you know, the, the, again, coming back to the Cambrian line, it's absolutely beautiful, but I feel like the government says it's asking people to give up their um, internal combustion engine cars um, by 2030, but I see no sign that what is a very noisy and very obviously polluting diesel train is going to be changing any time as soon as that, or even anywhere close to that, and and I I feel that could lead to legitimate questions from the public. Uh, so that that's that's something I would I would ask of the industry is to move faster on that. Right. It will not surprise you to know that many other people have also expressed the same question <laughs> <laughs> and our industry, including representative groups of companies <laughs> in rail. <laughs> um, Clarity would be very, very welcome. Yes, uh, I'm not holding my breath for the minute, though. <laughs> no, well, maybe things change in a year and a half. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, do you have? Uh, we often have sort of our, our end of these these discussions is about culture and uh, attitudes, or generally. So, kind of an open question of: Do you have any advice for new entrants or new suppliers or even new people to rail? That you'd like to impart for them um uh, be patient <laughs> i think would be my number one thing you know uh these these conversations take a long time uh and as i said before you know uh, the 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 excitement and receptiveness is 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 a very different thing to actually getting something signed and even when you've got agreement in principle uh then it can take some time to actually getting going with uh, a project so uh from from the kind of i guess macro point of view at every level don't expect anything to happen fast <laughs> right <laughs> Managing expectations rather than yes. a pessimistic point, hopefully, is what you mean. Yes, managing expectations, absolutely. <laughs> right. um, well, that was fascinating. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Good luck to Gail finding her hats. <laughs> and next I will pass on the message. Next I time I want to know what Gail the Goose is in Welsh. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we'll get her in Wales soon. Although she was named for the, the, the birds that fly up the East Coast, so we might have to... Uh, oh. Have to give her a, a new um, species. <laughs> All right then. Well, look forward to that. <laughs> Thanks, Liv. Thanks for listening to another episode of What Moves Us. We hope we moved you. For more episodes, you'll definitely want to subscribe to our channel. Till next time.